And we saw that what brings a person to be kind of Zahiris? What brings a person to this middle that he naturally feels as a hero from doing things wrong? And the Messiah tells us it's Imur Atayra, which is in his Chodesh, the Brises, that Atayra is a Vera that's a hero. But the Messiah defines it for us. We saw two phrases. The first one is the Spoinus of Omer Avoida, and the second one is the Omer Kadet. Then, the more important the person sees that this is given to something, so the norm, naturally they're going to take care to do it right. The more they think that something is not so important, so the less care they take to how exactly how to do it, or if they do it, because it doesn't really make a difference. But if they see that everyone makes a big deal out of it, so we made that that's going to impress them also to, to there's something of importance. And therefore, what we see in the Torah, and how the Torah is in the Vira Desiris, is when you see the importance the Torah gives to things. You see the importance the Torah gives to things. Now, this is in two ways. Either the importance the Torah gives to something in what he calls the Chaymer Havaita, or the importance the Torah gives to something in what he calls the Omer Kadeh. Dahayna. Dahayna. A lot of times, we would we would think of something the Torah says, don't do. Okay, it's not, no, uh, what's the Chaymer? The Torah says, the Kikara Oysa, whatever it's going to be, Mois Yumos, is going to die. So then we see this is something a very, a extremely, extremely caution. It's going to make enough community, the person is going to be killed for it. Or has to be chorus for it. So then you see that the chash, that's what we call the oymekadin. But you see how much the punishment is, so now you see, but be careful. Then, let's look at Melachas and Shabbos. A lot of times, Melachas and Shabbos are totally in such a small difference, like, eh, such a difference. I took the Eichel, I took the Psalis, it's okay, you know, it's, uh, what's, what's we doing? But if you see what the Halacha says, if a person is bare, he's high of Mesa. And if he's not, if he does it right, then it's mutter. So you see that the the, the diktok in making sure that when I take something, I'm doing it in a way which isn't better is critically important. And same thing by Bishel. Something which, uh, what's the big deal? It's just like I'm warming something up. Okay, but if you guess the level that it was, less than the level that it was, less than the level that it was, so there's a certain chashivos that the Torah gives by showing you what the onish is that makes people machshivot more. It makes people much a bit more. Now, they see how serious it is and what, how, how tremendous the ownership is. So, maybe they're going to take more, they're going to be more careful when approaching those in Yoni. So, that's the first wish, Torah is the as a hero. And that is through the, what he says, the Aymakadim. You see that the Torah tells you this is the punishment that you're going to get for something. Like, and when the person sees that, so it wakes him up to see how much of a chumra it is by Kadesh Farukhul, and he might have makes him more careful about it. That's in the part of the Torah which talks about the Mrs. Nefers. Then you see in the part of the Torah which tells the stories. You see in the Mason of the Torah, the Torah tells the stories of, of the Tzaddikim, the Torah tells the stories of Rishon. And you see in the way how Kaddish Baruch reacts to what people do, the same idea of the Oymah Kadeh. And that is a small thing can have a tremendous punishment. So you see not just from how the Torah says, be careful, this is the initial you're going to get, but you can see how Kaddish Baruch acts. That you see that he isn't, doesn't overlook things. And therefore, from the Khaymer of how Kaddish Baruch Hu treats people, people who do something wrong, that gives the person Khashivas of, of how important it is not to do things wrong. And there's a very famous martial for the Zibra before, it's a when Eeyah couldn't understand why he'd be punished so much. 
and he says, Me yet and then say, Ayo, the fund of Mishpat. If only I would be able to find Hashem, I would take him to, I'll take him to Bestin. I'll take him to Bestin. But I'll, I'll complain, he hasn't treated me fairly. He's giving me all these punishments. And uh, if only I'd be able to, like, you can say the words, like, I would sue Hashem for all the, all the damage he's caused me, which I didn't deserve. So that's not Chazal saying it possible. Chazal say, Marshal the Shekhar. If somebody is drunk, and he goes around the town saying that the Moshe Lair, the ruler of the town, has treated him unfairly. So what does the Moshe Lair do? He brings him to the courtroom. But he doesn't judge him. He watch, lets this person watch how he judges everybody else. And the, and the major says the Moshe Lair, the ruler, so while this person is in the courtroom, he calls in. He calls in the, one of the sorry, one of the ministers, and he exiles him. And then he calls in a prince and he kills him. And then he calls in the duchess, a noble lady, and he puts her in jail. And this person's watching and he's seeing how all the royalty, all the hush of so to speak, people are getting punished one to the next. And he thinks and he says, well, if that's going to happen to them, what's going to be with me? So he says, I didn't realize how common the din is. I thought that Kilo was such a big deal, so Kilo, I don't deserve to be judged. But now that I see how much uh, and how everybody gets judged now on such small things, so now it wakes the person up to how common the din is. So what's the name? Kach Kilo thought it was a tzaddik. He thought, like, why aren't you punishing me? So Shem showed him stories in the Torah. He showed him how he, he exiled the site. And as for Ram Avinu for saying, by Me'aita, Hashem said, you're going to get goddess for 400 years. Two words, 400 years of goddess. And then Miriam, because she was trying to help Moshe, but she said something which could be looked at as locked in her. So therefore, she is locked up outside of the camp. She gets harassed. And it goes to all kinds of things. Moshe Rabbeinu. Because he didn't exactly what Hashem wanted, Hashem's going to die. So you look at the stories in the Torah and you see, the din isn't Pashat. And therefore you see from the Oymek Adin that, that uh, the Hashivas, Hashem attaches to what, what a person does and wakes the person up. It wakes the person up to, to see that uh, I have to be very careful because you see it's, it's, Hashem takes it very seriously. There's an Akkadi here, which the Chazal said the Goyim didn't understand. And I'll just extend that to say people today don't understand for the same reason. And they have a certain mindset, and that is that Akkadish Baruch Hu is the whole universe. And there's so much he's involved in, so to speak. And he's uh, all the millions of Malachim and Naidamas and everything else. And what, does Hashem really care about? Now, if I, if I would uh, do, the, the, do something this way or that way, does he really care if I'm going to uh, national gemara, if, that, uh, if I'm going to kill the animal with the proper shkita, or I'm going to do a martial movement with my hand with the trash shkita? It's something so insignificant. So why does he care about it even? And people today maybe don't uh, express it the same way, but it's the same kind of questions. Like all these little details, does Hashem really care? And what's the obvious, what's the partial answer? Of course he cares. If he didn't care, he wouldn't tell us. If it didn't make a difference, then he wouldn't tell us. But this is it, I don't care. 
the dogma. Uh, and you can look at any country as, as a Martian. And if that's the government doesn't really care. People walk on the right side of the side, walk on the left side of the side. So they don't care. And I can tell you what to do. What's the difference? Do it today. When it comes to driving in the garage, then they do care which, which side of the road the car is driving. So what's the fire? It's very simple. If you can walk on the sidewalk in any direction you want. It's not going to cause any accident. If you've got people driving over that one, it's going to cause accidents. But you don't have to come to this fire. If you see that they're going to make a whole system of traffic police to make sure people drive the way they want them to, so you see that they care. Whereas if you see it's something that, that you can walk however you want and no one pays any attention, you say, I don't care. So you can't say, well, if I don't care how people walk, watch, they care how we drive. Whether we, whether we understand this far or not, the way you see that they care is because they make such a big ASIC out of it. So you see it makes a difference now. And the same far applies to the mitzvahs as well. If Hashem didn't care, He wouldn't tell us. Why does He care? If there was like the truth, then it wouldn't make a difference in one or the other way, so He wouldn't give us a mitzvah value. And there are lots of things like that. Does Hashem care if you had milk tonight for supper or flesh tonight? No. That's what the Torah doesn't tell you what to do. It doesn't make any difference. Do what you like. But when the Torah does say something, it means Hashem cares. And if He cares enough to tell you in the Torah specifically, do, do, or don't do, whatever it is, it means it's important. That's why you have to give a mitzvah about it. And therefore, it's true, there might be those areas which are insignificant and Hashem doesn't mind. You can do it you like. But if that's the case, then they're left in that, in, in that field, in that category of things which uh, is not getting involved in. Whereas something which the Torah goes out of its way, yes, to get involved in, and there is a specific mitzvah, a specific halacha there, then that is itself is the indication that Hashem cares about. So those are two points. Chomer is the fact that you see that so to speak, God especially to tell you this is what you want the person to do or not to do. And the second point is the is the Oymek The second point is you see how Hashem punishes for a person who didn't do what he wanted. And therefore you see Hashem takes it very seriously. And if that's the case, that's the motivating factor which brings the person to Zahir's. Because if you see how seriously it's taken, then you made it. The person himself takes it seriously also. Now, we can see this from the stories in the Torah, we can see this from the punishment given to Averis. There's another interesting raya for this. And that is in the Pasuk which says that Klaishal were meant to come and eat the Maishashani in Yishlein every year. Maishashani was 10% of the harvest. So if a person was living on what he ate, what he said, you know, what his field provided, it means the 10th of the year he'd be in Yishlein. Why is it important? Why does Hashem want him to come to Yishalayim? So the Apostle says, The man That you should learn to fear Hashem. And there's a very famous test of the that why does eating my Sushani in Yishalayim bring a person to Yishalayim? And Tosha says, Because when a person comes to Yishalayim, he sees the Vesemitish function. And what's the big deal of the Besamekish functioning? You see the era of everybody who's involved in the Besamekish. In the Besamekish, you couldn't, there were no shortcuts. When a person did something wrong, he died. And the Zara Kor of Yomas, if you look at terrorists wrong, he dies. If you go in for nothing, he dies. So the Besamekish was very, ser- very serious. And therefore, when a person watches the Besamekish, he sees here. He sees how people are very careful when it comes to the Besamekish to do everything exactly what's meant to be done. And that's Mashpir. When you see the seriousness that people attach to Avodah Hashem, it has an effect. So that would be a living effect. Well, we don't have, we might not have the best today, but that, that same level of 
Yira, which is based on the basis of Zihirus, a person can get from seeing the stories of the Torah or seeing the importance that the Torah gives, the halacha gives to various things. And the same thing is, if a person happens to have contact up close with somebody who's a real Yerushalayim. With someone who's a real Yerushalayim, you see how every point in halacha is, is something which is unchangeable. And the pachat of not doing anything against halacha has an influence that brings people to the same level. And just uh, one story which obviously I was not witness to, but I heard many times from different people, and just brings out this point. At Sidur, that uh, when Moshe Feinstein, in the 60s or 70s, whatever it was, there weren't uh, telephones, public telephones, everyone had their own. There was like one telephone in the office of the yeshiva, and anybody you wanted to call, you'd use that phone. Then very often, the halacha shines, which Moshe had, which he used to discuss with Rabbi Shaul Kostman. It was a dine, and Chaim was his best, and he lived here in Yerushalayim. Except the Gusman didn't have a phone, Rabbi didn't have a phone. So the only way they could speak to each other was uh, each of the yeshivas had phones. So the yeshiva office would call the other yeshiva office, and try and each of them would go call the yeshiva to come and speak to the other one on the phone. And in those days, calling overseas was extremely expensive. Okay, so one time the story goes that after Mincha, uh, the manager of Rabbi Yeshiva comes to him and says, Rav Gusman's on the phone in the office, he wants to ask you something. Right, that's right. Right, that's right. Because the fortune of money, of course, is a So gets up, and as quickly as he can, he starts going towards the office. And he gets to the office, and he stops. He stands still. Because he's waiting, the clock's ticking, it's costing money. He stands still. And he says, what, what happened? So he says, it's not Danish monastery. I can't walk in front of it. So what can you do? It could be that someone's paying money, it's the phone, and I've got it on the line. But there's a brick wall here, what do you mean to do? It's all Danish monastery. Now, most people don't, it's Hadakha, but most people don't like Hadakha that seriously. If I'm not in a big rash, or whatever it is, okay, so I'll wait for the guy behind me. But if I'm rash, I'll wait whatever it is. Okay, so it's too bad, I'll just walk in front of him. At least the access of a god is, it's a Hadakha. And if that's the case, there's nothing to do about it, you can't move. I'll just give one example as a marshal. When a person sees in action, Somebody, the importance that they attach to halacha, so you might have influences them. The influence in the same way. And that's what you're saying over here. The factors which bring a person to Zahiris is the, 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 the Zahiris on the one hand is to be careful, but also to, like when you, to show that you care about something. The amount you show you care about something is how much you make sure to do it right. And therefore, Ba'atsim, if we re, re, rephrase what the sister is saying, and that is that the focus of Zahiris is the attitude a person has to the Torah. The more it's with Zahiris, it's with caution, it's with care. We don't want to, not to do something wrong. That develops that, that mindset that a person is meant to have that's going to prevent him doing things wrong. It's going to check and make sure he did things right. And how does a person develop that? From seeing the importance that the Torah has, either from other exa- human examples, or from the stories of the Torah itself, or from the punishments of the Torah threatens. It's something which a person has to have the right chashivas, the right importance for. 
Right, that's the, that's what you suggested. Just, like, that whole discussion again, but just to bring up this point. Therefore, the insight of Chava isn't to minimize how bad what a person did was. The insight of Chava is, the whole is trying to fix it. The whole is trying to move ahead. It doesn't mean I can't change this. It doesn't mean I can't do better. But uh, to minimize, that it's not such a big deal. Okay, if you make mistakes, that's fine. No one cares. It's a big, big mistake. Because what you're doing by saying things like that is you're basically laying the foundation for the person to repeat the mistakes. Because all you're doing is taking it as a heroes, and therefore if, if it really does make a difference, and it's okay, no one really minds, someone's going to stop you doing it again. And that's a big insight. It's, it's a mistake specific in the world today. Okay, I'll tell you how I know it's not necessarily the most popular way people deal with things, and that is, there is no mitzvah to be very forgiving for people who are doing things wrong. We can be understanding. We can understand that a person makes mistakes, but you don't have to be too forgiving about it. You can't take that it's okay, it's okay, it's not so bad, it's okay. All we're doing by doing that is basically minimizing the amount of chashivas we give to the terrorists. If a person is eating trifle, it's not okay. If a person is eating mechal shabbos, it's not okay. It's more than not okay. It's a chiyuv misa. So, oh, but you know, they had a hard life. Oh, they were abused as a kid. Oh, they've been through a rough time in school, whatever it's going to be. Okay, so it's a person who needs help. We can feel sorry for him. But it doesn't mean what he's doing is okay. By justifying it, it's all we're doing is ruining for ourselves the importance we attach to a misa. Or the chashivas we give it, we can say, yeah, you know, a person has a hard time. It's, not, it's okay if he doesn't do it. It ruins it for us, it ruins it for him. If he's going to get the, if the feeling that people think about it, that you know, because he's in whatever his position is in, or because of the past that he had, or because of his family matter, so, okay, we understand. It's like, we can forgive everything he's doing wrong. So then what's going to stop him keep it, to keep doing wrong? You, you're basically taking away the, the, the chashivas the, that they should be for keeping the terror. And therefore, the Malach and Chubb is one of two things. Either, I'm suggesting, to motivate a person, you aren't unable to change. You can change. You can pick yourself up, you can start again, you can still be Matliach, you can still grow. And then we're not dealing with what you did wrong and saying it's okay. What you're saying is it doesn't prevent you from growing from now on. And like a very innocent reported, yes. And then afterwards, when he's in a better place, he'll be able to go backwards and deal with the past. That's the one you said. The other side is, and that is that even for the person who's who's not in that position, he's for the person that let's say witness to uh, other people doing things wrong. Still, it doesn't say well because of the situation he's in. So for him, it's okay. And it's an important point in chinuch. Uh, a child sees. Um, a non from relative, neighbor, whatever it is, being chalashas, doing something you shouldn't be doing, not act, not dressing in an appropriate fashion. And ask him, why is he doing that? So if the parents answer him, for him it's okay, in any in any language, how are they going to say that? Then they're betting, they're ruining the the heroes of the mitzvah. Because then it's not because, and the child's going to the point of, how could, he, how could the uncle Sam be chalashas? How could the neighbor of so and so eat food like that? Well, it's not kosher. It's coming from an indignation, like, how can it be? And that's the way it's meant to be. 
it's meant to be that uh, that it should strike us as how could someone possibly do something wrong? I say, no, it's okay, you don't understand, you've just been through it like. So he's saying, ah, oh, so, it's, so it's okay then, so it's not such a big deal if he's moving a Choshav, so it's okay to eat with. You brush it, you're ruining the Chinuch for your day. It's meant to be 100% right, it's not okay. It's not okay. You're making a big mistake. What if they ask when the person's sitting there on the couch, and they ask, like, how come he's Choshavs? So we have, to, we have to say the same thing? In, in the person's face. Okay. It's a bit more difficult. Because it's for your kids, Chena. So. 100%. Yeah, it's a bit more difficult. But again, we have to say, 100%. Everyone's going to be having a shock. Everyone's going to be keeping shocks. And we, we can share the indignation. That's not okay. It doesn't. We don't justify that. We hope they'll do each other. We have to tell that 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 the no, person makes mistakes. We have to fix the mistakes. The person sitting right here, you can still say it. So you have to know how to say it's in the circumstance. Like, do you have to be careful, or it's more important for your kids and that person? Let them get a little bit of a... Uh, again, depends who the person is. Well, straight off, what comes out is people who buy the children, and uh, the person on the couch happens to be the grandfather or the grandmother. And then it's a shot of human being more so. But for sure, when it's not in front of the person, then for sure, it's just those kids. cousin or like a sibling that went to the so then again, for sure, a person changes his kids. It is not in front of the other person. What that person is doing is not a mistake. It's a big mistake, and you feel very sorry for them because they're going to be punished for it one day. And you really have to do trivia because that girl's going to be very, very bad here. Yeah. Like you tell them straight out. And now the follow up question is going to be so it's really nothing to do with them. If you just told me they're so bad, these persons, then why, 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 why do you have anything to do with them? Why, why, why do you have anything to do with them? If uh, Grandpa Jack yeah, is doing really the wrong thing by watching movies or by eating crepe, whatever it's going to be, so then what's it going to do with it? Okay, so now you have that, that's a more difficult question to answer. And it's to say that we, we don't, what he's doing wrong is he's doing wrong. It's not to say that. But the whole thing, because his family, we have to keep you know, some kind of shadow. That, that's really a, a question how to answer the second question. But the first point is, you don't want to minimize the natural feeling that they have that how can it be someone doing something wrong. That's a healthy feeling. It's a feeling of the heroes that if this is what the, the mitzvah is, so then that's not right to go against it. Point. So that, that's what builds the heroes in the person. Now, Vinay Yeshu says, Vinay Yeshu, Isaiah says, the are different levels that people can be on and based on the person's level is how he's going to get this understanding from the Torah of what's going to bring him to this feeling of the hearers. This feeling that he has to take me too seriously. Is that what the Ha'ara of Paul, the Shlame, had asked. And is the Ha'ara of what he calls the Prost Mehem, on a lower level than the Shlamehs. And the Ha'ara of for everybody. Which means within the Torah, there are different levels of how we can learn this lesson. The different aspects we can look at to see uh, in the Torah where a person is going to learn the heroes from. Where a person is going to learn from the chashivas or the importance that they meant to attach to the, to the, to the Torah. And the chedisha is, is that it's not that on every level it's trying to have, to, to have the heroes. It's not only that if a person on a certain level when it comes to the heroes. No, a person can be on the level of Shlaim Yadas. A person can be on the level of Kala Homan Kula. The average Amoris in the streets. And for both of them, 
the level of the knowledge doesn't make a difference to the level of the zihirs. This is our level to this. It's an interesting point. It's something you often find. That is, the two don't go together. The two don't go together, and sometimes, and this is the problem, it's actually the opposite way around. This, the person who's a bigger Talmud Chachum has less natural zihirus than a person who's not. Because he knows too much. And if he says, ah, it's, it's on the Suffolk, and if anyone is she's holding not like that, and we can retire for the Shasal Chak, and this and that, and uh, so it's not much bigger. Whereas the Amorza has no idea why it's also, who said it's also, but there's also, don't touch it. It could be in a mall that the person who, who on the, who, who's more on the get of a Kara Homan Kula, he doesn't know so much. But something he thinks is also, it's with all the heroes in the world. It's, uh, he'll keep a million miles away from it. And after the person who knows more, there's a chisara in that because of that, they, 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 they attach less importance to the Allah because they and don't know how to justify the other side. So the young Nabi says, "The Tafka people who have the Torah, they're the ones who, in a way, have less of the heroes for for the Allah and that's That's why the other of it, there's a there's a certain mind in, in developing heroes for anybody. It could be Shlomo it could be for the regular person. They they both need this the level of. Um, developing a uh, for the importance of the, the Torah